0: Hi, this is Julie.
1: This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Uh, I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, I miss you. I miss Dallas. I miss you. How are things going there? Leanne, we miss you in Dallas. I, we
0: had a really fun, I mean, in addition to all the fun book stuff that right. we did, it was a very nice sisterly time together. It and was. I, I enjoyed it, Leanne. Thank you for coming. It and we, was.
1: And I hope that we can do it again soon. Okay. I hope so too. I, I'd like to go back to that guy who did my blowout. He just did a fantastic <laughs> job. Thank you, Tan. Your thank your, you your t- hair
0: never looked better. <laughs> I mean, I, I really. I think my hair never looked better.
1: So, <laughs> thank you, Tan, at the pin salon. <laughs> um, all right, we have a full show today. Uh, I went to see a play this weekend, Julie. Shockingly mirrored almost exactly what's going on in the news, which is hard to do when you. It's hard to do that because there's a lot going on in the news. But right. we went to see a very thought provoking play this weekend. Going to tell you about that. You have um you have some dog news. Dog news. <laughs> land I, you, uh, one story in particular, you are—it's just going to
0: melt your heart, land. It's going to melt your heart. All right, Joel. Uh, we, a movie review for a movie you didn't see. I love yes, those. You know, that's that's my specialty. I just watch the trailers
1: and I I give a full review. Yes, and then I have some tidbits. So that's pretty heavy hitting. Wow, I can't <laughs> wait, Leanne. Yeah, and then and then you're doing something about verbal grooming. I don't even verbal know what that grooming, is. Verbal grooming,
0: Leanne. This is this is a trend, or or it's it's what women do. And you should know about it.
1: That's that's what you need to know. Okay. And then finally, news we can use: how to dress up for the holidays with stuff you already have in your house.
0: <laughs> I am all over this, Leon.
1: Okay. And that you do not have to wear your Christmas lights to the okay. Christmas because okay? it. Sounded like that. It sounded like you were going to tell me like. Put on some garland or something. Uh, no. Okay. No.
0: But you might as well. Given, Wait till you hear these suggestions. You'd look better in garland than in, than in some okay. of these suggestions. But we'll get to that. But, you know, this is a busy time of year. Right? Yes. It's the holidays. Happy Hanukkah to people who are Yes. Hanukkah. Happy yeah. Hanukkah. You know, that it is the holidays. People are rushing. They're running around. I was doing some of that yesterday. And, of course, uh, uh, the light, the emergency light comes on uh, in my car. Something is wrong with my tires. You know, you, you immediately go into a panic. You know, you think you're going to have a blowout. So I pull right into the dealership. I'm like, I, I just, you know, I can't afford to have a blowout. And fortunately, they say they can take me right away. So uh, this is about 1.30 on Monday afternoon. Uh, so I go into the waiting room. They have a nice little waiting room in there. There are eight people in the waiting room, Leanne, and they are all sound asleep. <laughs> every, every Really? Single, every single person in this waiting room. One guy had his mouth wide open. He is snoring. Now, there's a lovely fish tank in this, in this waiting room. I don't know what it is. It was after lunch. Uh, people, maybe they'd been, you know, rushing around, had done a lot over the weekends. It, you know, it was Monday. And they were conked out, Liam. Eight, uh, eight people all asleep at the car
1: dealership. I think there's carbon monoxide involved in that. I, who is, who, who goes they to sleep be... in a car dealership waiting room? I, I don't. go to sleep anywhere but my bed. I. I who does that? So that's you think crazy. it was oxygen deprivation? I think so. On there? I think so, or oh. something in the eggnog—that the, the oh. free eggnog they were handing out. Wow, that's crazy! Did you fall asleep, or did you manage to stay awake?
0: I stayed awake, Lingan. I stayed awake, but I was tempted. It just seemed like, well, that's the thing to do. Yeah, you no, know, but it was making me laugh just to see, <laughs> see everyone else nodding out, just heads <laughs> down, necks back. Oh, they were all doing it. <laughs>
1: That just does not say much about American productivity. Can I just say that? Or everyone had a rough weekend if it was a Monday afternoon. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. I I can never fall asleep in places like that. All right. But I can't, you know, occasionally I can fall asleep in the theater. (laughs) Yes. It's nice and dark in there. You go in the evening. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's there's a 50/50 chance for me
1: depending on what the play is. Yeah. One of the reasons we have a series at the Taper, which is a smaller black box series, black box theater downtown in Los Angeles. Uh you know, they mount major productions with major actresses, but it's not a big giant thousand person theater so but one of the reasons we go on Sunday night um, this is just a touch of sadness is that the plays are at 6:30 <laughs> Julie the curtains at 6:30 instead of eight so we feel like that really works with our schedule Sunday night go down. You're, to-
0: you're finding this growing old part, um, um, hard, right. I, I, you're not embracing the six thirty start time. I'm
1: not, it's fine. I just, I think it's a little sad. I mean, we're not that old. We're only 50, you know, we're <laughs> there at evenings. There are certain plays where we are 20 years younger than everyone else in the audience, but at least we're there, you know, so we're back going to our series. And I have to say, uh, the last two plays. The first one was super intense, really intense. Bent, which is uh, you know like uh, abort, a Tony Award winner from twenty years ago, which is about uh, homosexual persecution during the during the Holocaust. So a very intense play for six thirty on a Saturday night. And the last play we saw there, frankly, was just a mess. It was terrible. It was terrible and it went on forever. And if I hadn't been so annoyed by the production, I would have fallen asleep. But (laughs) so so after the last time, you know, and we feel, we see enough live theater. I feel like I can judge that. You know, we actually see more live theater probably than movies together. So this play- Sometimes you don't know much about the play and occasionally, like for, in this case, we have tickets before the opening during the previews. So there's not been any reviews and I like to make up my own mind. So we usually only know vaguely what the play is about, but clearly Barak had wanted to, uh, wanted to avoid the disaster of last time. when we were trapped in that theater for three and a half tedious hours. And so he looked it up he goes, don't worry, it's only 90 minutes, no intermission. So right there, I already like this play better than the last <laughs> one, right? <laughs> That's just the no intermission. I like when it rolls through; we don't have to think about should we leave at halftime or should we stay. So we're good. And this play is called "The Christians." Is the name of the play? So mm. we go, uh, we go into the theater, and it's not too crowded Sunday night in December. It is in previews, um, so we sort of move over towards the center. Right before the curtain goes down and, um, which is totally legal. And, um, another group of people move over in right in front of us in the row in front of us, Julie, I don't, (laughs) the play starts and I have to say really, really enjoyed the play. Really enjoyed it. Very thought-provoking. Raised a lot of questions about what we are seeing in the news right now. It was it was an examination of religion, as you might guess from the title, the Christians. Um, but uh, so the, the the main character is a pastor who's built a megachurch, and then he decides to actually change his belief system. He decides. He doesn't believe in hell anymore. Uh, He just believes in heaven. And this throws the whole um, congregation into a lot of questions. His wife, the, the other parishioners, the assistant pastor. And it really brings up a lot of questions of faith and belief. And can you get along with people of different faiths who don't believe in you? And when do you have to leave and step away from a belief system? And how your belief systems evolve? So it was really a very dynamic play, and it was all staged um, in in, the, in a in a in a church. Basically, there was just one set, and the whole thing took place in the set of a church. So there was an altar, okay. there was a full choir. They did a lot of talking with um, microphones, just like a you know a pastor in one of those super churches might do, wandering around with the microphone, sort of half performer, half pastor. So it was well, really well acted really well-staged, and very interestingly written. So all in all, a fantastic play. But the people in front of us, like, oh. we're not two seconds into it, and they take out a, like, one of those cones of nuts. They <laughs> they start eating in Crunchy the theater, nuts? Crunchy nuts. Not like, they're not slipping one hard candy into their mouth so they don't cough the whole time. Like, <laughs> that's another thing theater growers do. No, and these are not... These were grownups. these were like people in their mid thirties, maybe even early forties. Uh-huh. It was a mix of men and women. I don't know it looked like they had been to the theater before, otherwise, I'm wondering why they might have been there on the preview night like did I they were, were eating
0: they selling nuts in the in the no, lobby room? because you
1: you don't eat in the theater like you absolutely do it's not the movies, you know what I mean. <laughs> You don't eat right. nuts during a live theater performance in a small black box theater. I mean, we're only okay. 15 rows from the performers because there are only 20 rows in the whole theater.
0: Okay. So these people have clearly cl- crossed the line with you and with all rules associated with theaters. So well, what do you do, Lee? There's some,
1: well, it's, you know, it gets worse. There are nuts involved. They're passing the nuts. Now everybody in the row is eating nuts. And then <laughs> they get their water bottles out and they start swigging water. And then, then they get a case of like the giggles, like the church laughs. Yeah. So they're just all like shaking with laughter.
0: And snickering. Okay. And that's snickering. Not mm-hmm. And
1: honestly, w- w- what's happening on stage is that first of all, these actors are working hard. You know, it is. It is sounds like
0: a very serious play. It's a very it serious like play. a
1: very intense
0: play. Yeah. So snickering yeah. and not eating and water uh, swigging
1: doesn't sound it's, like it's, it's... all bad behavior in the theater. Again, it's 90 minutes. You don't have to eat. <laughs> That's exactly eat. It's 90 minutes. No one's going to die of starvation in 90 minutes in Los exactly. Angeles. So, and the play starts off with a very heavy, like, 30-minute monologue. About heaven and hell and who gets to go there and why he's changed his belief system. It's like absolutely sets up all the action in the rest of the play. So he is the only one talking. It is stone silent. All the other you know performers on stage are just staring at the pastor. And the whole idea is you're supposed to be swept up in the moment. But I'm not because, because I got the nut eaters in front of me. <laughs> what? And then they started like talking about why they were laughing and how they, and then I, I finally just leaned forward. And I said, if you want to behave like this, why don't you stay at home and watch Netflix? And I, whoa, oh, <laughs> Leon, whoa. did you really say that? You bet. And it was, uh, <laughs> I said it, I just said it. And then I got up and I, because it wasn't too crowded, I just moved to the end of the row. And I liked that the usher was behind me. She goes, what's the matter? I said, those people are talking and eating nuts. <laughs> and she's like, that ain't right. I go, "It ain't right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just,
0: I couldn't believe it. Well, I'm uh, very proud of you that you, you said something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Did they say anything back? No, because, they did yeah, not. I mean, it's, it takes, a, first of all, You risk a lot saying anything to anyone these days. I mean, you don't know whether they're going to turn around and throw the nuts at you or something worse. And so it it takes a lot of courage or something to- to... (laughs) Well, I was just frustrated because I was
1: enjoying the play- And I I just feel like out of respect for the actors, they are live on stage doing their thing. I mean, it's the same people who talk during meetings or presentations. That makes me annoyed. Same kids who talk during class. That must annoy people. This was just bad behavior. But the nut eating put me me over the edge. I mean, that's just who eats nuts in a live theater. (laughs) Loud, hard, crunchy, like... Honey roasted nuts. I just didn't understand it. But I have to say, this play, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, you know, every once in a while you walk into a live theater performance and whatever is happening on stage sort of uh, shockingly mimics what's going on in real life. And particularly this discussion, the husband had changed his belief system, but the wife wasn't really on board yet. And there was a lot of fascinating dialogue about what it takes to sort of bring someone over to your side of your belief. And can she ever actually do that? Will she regret two years from now that, you know, she she didn't stand fast with what she believed, which was a very clearly delineated heaven and hell and. And if she came to his side, would she regret that the whole rest of her life? And, you know, people left the church in anger and the church kind of disintegrated without this strong moral figure at the center of it. And and in the middle of it was just the basic question, like if there's a. if there's now one one churchgoer stood up and asked, you know, very simple questions about, like, how this new belief system worked. And it was really shocking when she said, uh, so let me get this straight. If there's no hell in your church, is Hitler in heaven? Which for a lot of people just kind of... <laughs> Let's just get down to how this system all works, because I got a problem with that. So I thought it was a really fascinating uh, look at religious differences, and I thought it was well-written and well-staged. So uh, other than the nuts, just don't bring your nuts. (laughs) Do not bring your nuts. And if you're
0: planning to go to any book signing where Leanne Dolan is appearing... (laughs) You're, you've been warned, okay, because the book signings are only about an hour, so you do not need to eat, according to Liam Dolan. Even and at certain- a
1: book signing, go ahead and eat some nuts. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> the theater is not the circus, you know, it's not, I don't right. I just never right. seen. I totally support
0: it, I totally support it, I am. I am glad that you said something. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad
1: that they didn't punch you in the face. I got the message. That. Like, yeah. if you really want to eat nuts and talk and laugh, well, stay home and watch Netflix. This is not what this okay. experience is about. The whole idea of the theater is that you're immersed in it. And it's happening right in front of you. And you can't pause it. And you don't have to eat nuts. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think you've made that point. Okay. <laughs> I feel like... I have other people on my team. I feel, I know that. I I know you're going to have a lot of
0: support for your no nuts policy land. Yes. Okay. Okay. Please let us know at satellite com or go to our Facebook page. How do you feel about not in the theater? All righty. That sounds great. Hey, Lynn, I've got some dog news for you today. Because we're dog we're dog lovers. We know we have a lot of dog lovers in the Satellite Sisterhood. So this was a big story out of Russia. Uh, do you know that Russia donated an unbelievably cute German Shepherd puppy to the country of France after the police dog Diesel
1: oh. was
0: killed in the anti-terror raid in Saint-Denis right. uh, in France? That um, the police dog that was part of that raid was killed. Well, Russia didn't want to let that stand. And they have donated. Leon, look him up. He I'm is looking the, it up now. Her name is Dobrania Okay. <sighs> and as it's just a gesture from the heart. That's what the Russians said. Um, you know, this is not about diplomacy or anything else. It is just a gesture from the heart. Because, you know, when I lived in Russia, Leon, and you know what they say in Russia, that you know, that your only true friend is your dog. So the Russians feel very strongly about their dogs. And I think like many people around the world, you know, that, you know, the events in France that, you know, it was very sad to see that, you know, that, that dog get killed in the raid. Yeah. So, um, so this is very nice and it's, and it's a nice beginning again, this, and it's an adorable puppy. Did you see that? I'm it's
1: my computer's running a little slow. So, Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh! I know. Holy cow. cow! I know. I oh know. gosh, that's the cutest dog. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Aww. Now another.
0: Now another cute dog <laughs> is a corgi. Land. Uh, yes. There's, there's no doubt about it. That breed. They are just the cutest. And there was a corgi named Bethany, and um, Bethany was being shipped by a, by a breeder from uh, from Seattle, Washington, to Mississippi. And Bethany was going to have a little small layover in Dallas at DFW. Okay, that was the you know that was the route that little the little corgi was taking to get to Mississippi. But uh, something happened, and she didn't. Bethany did not arrive at DFW. That was like they couldn't find the dog. Okay, well no, I know it's American Airlines. That's uh, Bethany was traveling on American Airlines. Well, they did find Bethany, but somehow she got sent to Hawaii.
1: <laughs> okay, that's Hawaii.
0: Not... That is that's not right. Poor little, poor little corgi was trying to from Mississippi and ended up in Hawaii. American Airlines. What happened?
1: That's unbelievable.
0: I know, poor little thing. What happened?
1: <laughs> That's a lot
0: of flying for a little dog. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: <laughs> so we can't have that happening.
1: You no. know, I mean,
0: it's it's pretty tricky to fly dogs anywhere. Yeah.
1: Okay,
0: but you know, you shouldn't <laughs> end up in
1: Hawaii when you're going to Mississippi. That's <laughs> hey, you just picture the little Corky getting off the plane low and then getting your little Hawaiian lay like they have there the, the airport. <laughs> nice there it is nice be hard to leave actually (laughs)
0: well it's nice in mississippi it is nice
1: yeah if that's
0: where you were going that's what
1: you should do okay
0: Mm -hmm. i have another story i wanted to bring to you because it is it's about how women interact and uh it is uh and it's um you know it's something that I, i had never heard of but the term is called verbal grooming have you heard of this term no So this is when, this is the way when female friends greet each other, okay? That if you've ever observed female friends when they greet each other, that what they do is they, you know, immediately say, oh, Lynn, your hair looks so nice. Right. And, and in return, you would be saying to me like, oh, Julie, that sweater looks fantastic on you. That you are exchanging compliments. That there is a ritual among female friends of exchanging uh, compliments. That you do this in the same way that primates, you know, are you groom each other. And yeah. They, pick things off each other that this is what female friends do that they they verbally groom each other by giving each other comments it is a, it is a sort of a sincere and feminine way. It's affectionate. It's It's been called sisterly by academics, um, a way that women relate to each other. Um, and Deborah Tannen, who you know is a, a oh, yeah. Georgetown li- linguistics professor, is right. someone that we've had on the show, who's written a number of books about communication. She said that this is something that you know that boys that boys don't do this with each other. Boys, in fact, try to top each other. You know that they that's how, when they're meeting each other, that would be their opening exchange. You know that you know they're they're much more in a competitive state. But girls try to show that they are the same. So I'm giving you a compliment. So in t- in in turn, you would give me a compliment back, and that that's very important to the ritual. That you don't you know you don't want situations where where I'm telling you about how great your eyebrows look, and you're not telling me how great, I don't know, my hair looks. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you've been in that. It's awkward. (laughs) You know, if you don't both go for it, it's awkward. Yeah. But people are used, but women in particular are using
0: this sort of verbal grooming as a way to like deepen and extend their friendship. Okay. I I want you to be on the lookout for this. (laughs) For a little Oh, work. I
1: thought there was a cautionary tale. Like, no, no, there's no cautionary it tale. It takes us down a dark path or something. Or...
0: No, there are no nuts involved with this story no at all, Leanne. Okay? It's okay. just a nice thing. It's a nice way that women re, uh, relate to each other,
1: and it's something you may notice when uh, when you're with your friends. See I'm you're... just laughing at the idea of boys taking each other down. Because, yeah, I've never heard boys say, you know, when each nice things to each other. No. They don't they... ever do that no dude. No. mainly they just say dude to each other <laughs> so, <laughs> or they
0: don't say anything yeah they just sort of like nod, flip their head you know that's it right
1: God. dude <sighs> all right julie now's the time on the show you've been waiting for it's called tidbits and <laughs> i got excited
0: about this land
1: i didn't i didn't it's really realize... amazing
0: that we had just as a category we have tidbits
1: <laughs> <laughs> i guess i could call it Tuesday tidbits and make it seem like a thing but uh-huh. these were a bunch of smaller thoughts and ideas that didn't really constitute an entire segment on their own but I think you'll see why uh first of all I I would just like to say to all the Hawkeye fans coming to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl we welcome you uh yes. we saw that right away on our Facebook page people wanted to know if I would by chance be rooting for the Hawkeyes of course of course I will I you know I as You know, I mean, I think Stanford has enough, don't you? (laughs) They're they're playing playing Stanford in the Rose Bowl. And I think most of us can agree, enough with Stanford. Unless you went to Stanford, as many of my friends did. And it's nice that they feel so loyal to their alma mater that they name their dogs Cardinal. But I don't feel that loyal to their alma mater. So (laughs) I am happy to welcome the Hawkeyes to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl. And I, I think will be. They're going
0: to enjoy the weather, Leanne. I... I think they're going to be great fa- fans. They're certainly
1: friendly, and uh, they're going to enjoy the parade. So I think good. it will be really fun to have you. We welcome you. I want to let you in on a special Rose Bowl tip. Now, when we were in Dallas, we had a funny thing happen at the book signing at Barnes and Noble. One woman waited in line for a long time. She came up at the end and she said, I've never heard of you before. I just came to get my grandson some Magic Treehouse books and you were talking and I hung out and she bought a couple copies of our books. She chatted Uh and then she mentioned she was going to the Rose Parade for the first time. Uh And did I have any particular tips for her at the Rose Parade? she She's, couldn't have asked a more perfect person,
0: Leanne. I mean, she had really just somehow managed to find the source for all things associated with the Rose Bowl and the Rose Parade.
1: It was unbelievable. And then she said, do you have any restaurant recommendations? Yes. She, <laughs> so I was writing things down for her. You know, she literally wandered into the Barnes & Noble for a 10-minute uh, exercise. But um, So I want to give the, our Hawkeye fans the same tip that I gave to this complete stranger at the Dallas book sign. On New Year's Day, on the 31st, I think the best time to see the floats is right when they move them out of their decorating uh, tents and they're on the street before they're moved to the parade route and they're being judged. So if you are in the area on New Year's Eve, on the 31st, around three or four in the afternoon, you're going to want to come down to the Rose Bowl area and they just line up those six or seven floats down there. Not all the floats, but just some of the floats, but a good bunch of floats. And you can get up close and personal with the floats. They're not moving, but you can see them in all their glory. And as the judges judge them, you can wander around and take a look at them and take pictures. It's not one of those advertised things they don't sell tickets. They sell tickets to float decorating. They sell tickets to looking at the floats after the parade. But this is just a secret insider tip for the Satellite Sisterhood from Iowa. There you go. That's the Yeah. I
0: wish I was in Pasadena. Yeah. It's my favorite time. Because those floats are amazing. They're amazing. And I mean, and when they're in the parade, they're kind of moving they're too fast they're or you're not by. always cl- yeah. close enough to see them or to smell them because they smell fantastic
1: yeah. yeah no it's true so that that is my insider tip for all the hawkeyes headed to pasadena you can okay. pass it along um okay julie second uh, second tidbit um okay. i am ha- hosting a little champagne gathering for a friend of mine on thursday night to celebrate her birthday and so there's a small group of women's her guest list but I'm happy to have them. I made an extra pate. There will be some champagne. There's going to be a lemon bundt cake that someone else makes because I don't know how to do that. Uh, and I <laughs> stay away from bundt cakes, Lynn. Okay, I just, I just feel can... like it's not—it's not in our gene
0: pool. No, the cake bundtakes.
1: category in general, yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, good for right. me. So, okay.
0: Um... So, sounds good though. I, the pate is super strong. Yeah, super champagne, strong. Champagne. That sounds good
1: too. Or champagne in the bun cake. That sounds like a good combo. But Julie, your friend made those dynamic Parmesan crisps. Yes, at our book signing, little little private book signing event for your book club. I am giving those a whirl tonight. So just wanted to be on the alert. I'm going to let you know how those g- g- turn out. She claims it's just a handful of shredded Parmesan that okay. she bakes. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing else
0: in it. Nothing else.
1: Nothing else. Nothing else. And they were delicious. Unbelievable. So I'm going to test some of those out tonight. So I'm getting ready for those. So great. Planning my menu. Got it. Parmesan crisps on the menu. Okay. Another tidbit. I just want to throw my full support behind Florence and the Machine for the Grammy Award for Best Pop Vocal Performance for a duo or group okay well, <laughs> oh,
0: great <laughs> i just what, well, why where's this coming from
1: William? well i know i feel like florence and the machine's fantastic album did not get a lot of grammy nods it did not get uh, a, a nod for grammy for album of the year but that song ship to wreck you cannot not sing that song. You cannot turn it up on the radio and just rock it when that comes on. So she's in a tough category and she is competing against Taylor I Swift tell. with Bad Blood. So, oh. but Taylor Swift has nominated many other categories and I'm sure that she will win many other things. So I would just like to support Florence and the Machine in that particular category. Just like to go on record for that. Okay. Well, I am sure they <laughs> they would appreciate your support. Okay. Good. <laughs> thanks okay and then finally remember for my 50th birthday when you got me that spa certificate you yes. and Sheila and Liz Monica I am finally booking that those spa treatments well so good Leanne now That's good. the book tour will be wrapping up of course with a dynamic appearance at LAX at the airport <laughs> at the airport <laughs> is that it is that our swan song LAX and <laughs> Can yeah. I just say, I flew into the Bradley terminal the other day. That's the international terminal at LAX yeah. from the, from Dallas. Those are big international flights that kind of yes. stop in Dallas. So a lot of times you go into the international terminal and not uh-huh. the domestic terminal and like a light bulb went off, Julie, you know what? In the international terminal, no one speaks English. So
0: <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I, you... I... <laughs> I had already figured that out. I... I hadn't really put it all together. I was like, no, but, I was... But international visitors always like to bring a gift land. So <laughs> if you could somehow get some chocolate bars and sort of <laughs> rope up our book with, with the chocolate bar, I think you got yourself a little item that people
1: might, uh, might take. Just, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the hardest book appearance ever. And they made a big deal. Like, Oh, they're going to carry your novels too. I'm like, well, that's great. That's super. That's just super. There's no one in that terminal that speaks English. All right. So uh, I think I'm going to need my spa day after that. So I am booking that. I'd like to thank you all in advance. Well, that's
0: good, Lee, and I'm glad that, you know, because it's very easy to have gift certificates expire. In fact, I am being pressed into some overnight babysitting duty on Friday night because our daughter-in-law, Vera, just realized that they had a gift certificate to go to some hotel you know, it's been a year and it expires on Saturday. So okay. Friday night. So uh, Friday Friday night, got all got have
1: three out of the four grandchildren will be staying with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. That'll yeah, be good. that'll be good. All right, Nan, <laughs> you're gonna need a spa give certificate. You're gonna need a spa service after that. Anyway, there you go. That's my tidbits. <laughs> okay, Leon, that was great. So
0: sort of I it's hard to it's really hard to follow tidbits. It's mm. hard to segue way to pretty <laughs> much is. anything after tidbits, Leon. But I did want to give a movie review. Um, uh, this is based on a trailer. Um, I, I like to do that. I like to make snap judgments about movies without actually seeing them. But I think this is one that we can all get behind, and they don't really need our help. And that would be Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. <laughs> okay, but they do have a movie called Sisters yeah. that are coming out. I don't care what it's. I, I don't. I'm not going to listen to a single review. I know it's going to be fantastic. I know it's going to be funny. And even if it isn't funny or fantastic, we need. Need more funny, funny female movies, and so, uh, so I want everybody to support it. That's it. That's it. Go to Sisters. It opens on the seventeenth, I think, uh, at least in Dallas. I don't know. Maybe it's opening earlier in California. But uh, as as a member of one of the flyover states, don't you hate when people say that? I well, do.
1: I, I, I you you deservedly should be outraged by that. I know. It's I a mean, stupid think thing about think say. about Corgi.
0: You think about Bethany the Corgi. You know. <laughs> She was trying to end up in a flyover state. She better yeah. the other way. Okay. So I just want to put it out there about the sisters movie. Okay. Doesn't it? It kind of looks fun. It's about two sisters. Their parents are going to be selling their childhood home. And so they decide that they need one more big blowout party before the house goes on the market.
1: Yeah. I. And there was a great piece. I read so many magazines uh, this weekend, Flying and Stuff. Oh, it was a great piece in the New York Times about the two of them, you know, talking about their sort of lean in. They're like lean, the funny lean in version and how supportive they have been over the years of each other and, uh, you know, I mean, they are really powerful women in entertainment, which is not easy to do and they're creative forces and they're good bosses. And it looks like they're good friends and they've had up and downs in life and they've managed to weather through. So they've been friends for a really long time. So it does look great. And I was thinking like, had we not been so busy with this book tour, I would have tried to get them on the show. Not like they would have come on the show, but I thought maybe we would have had, some sort of advantage Thing we do a show called satellite sisters and it would well, have been funny just to ask them all the same questions we get asked all the time like don't you ever fight and did your mother have a favorite sister <laughs> well Lynn,
0: i think your best shot at that is while you're at lax yeah who knows those two
1: those two may be coming through the international my t- gosh t- you are totally you- right that's the day their movie opens. Maybe they'll be coming back from London or something yes. so you know, that, with Angelina Jolie. Shot, yes. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, you've given me hope, Julie. You've given okay. me. Hope. I was not even thinking about the celebrity factor. This yes. Is it.
0: Okay. So it's going to be a great day at Jennifer
1: Aniston. She comes. Apparently she flies like every week to Mexico to that retreat she goes to. Okay, okay. you're giving me hope.
0: Okay, Lian, you can yeah. do it.
1: You can do it. Um,
0: okay, so now we are on. We're getting uh, this is this is a story I saw at the Huffington Post, and I'm totally all over this. When I see the headlines, it's how to dress up for the holidays with stuff you already own. Okay, doesn't that sound perfect? Yeah, isn't that every woman's dilemma? Like this time of year, you know, it's year-end parties, it's Hanukkah parties, Christmas right, right. parties, New Year's Eve, whatever. You, you know, you have to get dressed up and you go into the closet and how do you pull it together? So, okay. So here are the suggestions from the fashion editor of the Huffington Post. Are you ready for the first look, Leanne? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Can you do this? A mini skirt, tights, and an oversized sweater. No, we cannot
1: do that, can we? <laughs> so that well, I could. At one point in my life, that was absolutely my look. Yeah. Okay. I you think that's that. I, I the ghost of Christmas past, but okay. Okay. okay, next, here's your next option. Yeah. A pattern dress. Do you have a dress that has some kind of pattern? No, no. Nope. Okay, not. <laughs> because I've been told for many years not to wear pattern dresses. Okay,
0: well, maybe you can just go with the statement shoes. And if you have no idea what statement shoes are, which I didn't, they feature a, pic- a picture of sort of gladiator shoe- high heels, oh. with pom-poms on them.
1: Yeah, so- no, uh, no, I have statement bunions. So I don't have any statement shoes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here's clear. one,
0: Leon. I think we have a shot at. Yeah. Okay. A monochromatic outfit.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay, monochromatic, yes. that's my word. I see it. That's you you go with that. But okay, here's now you have to pair the monochromatic outfit with a fuzzy
1: accessory. Oh, wow. That seems unnecessary. Uh, but, I know. You know, and there's
0: some cute fuzzy
1: scarves. You can, I, okay. you can pull it off.
0: Okay. Now I did give you, was that for your 40th birthday? I gave you that little feather evening bag that your German yeah. Shepherd ate, right? German Shepherd <laughs>
1: Yes. It was beautiful and I loved it. And I wore it once and I got so many props. And then Mia was a puppy and I came upstairs one day and there were pink feathers all over the bedroom. She literally had feathers flying out of her mouth. It was such a nice... It was a tra- it was a tragedy. It was it a was fashion a tragedy. tragedy. It was a fashion tragedy. That was that
0: was the best gift I've ever given you. I know, and I will. I, I can never top it.
1: And I know I would still be using it on special occasions had Mia not eaten it. I mean, all
0: right, and you totally could have. You could have rocked the monochromatic yep. outfit yep. with the fuzzy accessory. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Here's something: a black dress. Most of us have this in the closet. Yeah. But to kick it up a notch for the holiday. What you're supposed to do is wear a turtleneck underneath it oh. and then pair that with booties
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it just don't do it I mean Stop. why would you do that no. like unless you were Zoe de Chanel like <laughs> other than Zoe de Chanel why would you do that I don't know. <laughs> okay. And if you look at the picture,
0: it's like an LL L. Bean uh, turtleneck underneath, like a uh, low-cut black dress. I-, I don't think I don't think we can do that. Um, okay. Next one, I don't believe we have these
1: in our closet, uh, or I don't anyway. Leather pants, okay? I, I don't, but I know a lot of people have these pleather pants now. There are okay. a lot of pleather jeggings out there. Okay, so well, if you have those, yeah, you can wear that with yep. faux fur linen. Okay. That now, I got.
0: I got you that, You've got that faux fur poncho. Got the poncho. Got. Okay. Big hit. <laughs> All right. Now, have you adopted, here's another look that you might be able to pull off if you go into your closet and find a pair of black fit flare pants. Have you seen these pants? They're sort of like clam digger pants, you know, but they flare out. They look like something that was on um, Star Trek or something.
1: Like they're and short th- and flared? They're short. They're, they come mid calf, and then oh, flare for, out. no, my God! Would there be anything worse on me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. If you if you pair it with a pair of metallic
1: heels, okay, <laughs> okay. okay, 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 okay. You're so right.
0: I, so You're right. that one is out. But here's another one. I totally think you can do. I can do this one. A belted dress somehow that takes it to the next level of fanciness. I don't see that, but you pair that with statement earrings oh right?
1: okay so you, you did that. you you did that
0: yeah, yes, you can I, you can totally do that. We have yeah. earrings and a belted dress, okay now, the last one I say a big n o two, but um, perhaps you can do it,
1: which is a jumpsuit, oh, with the choker, oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I think I could have, I mean, I did at one point. I had a lot of jumpsuits. And again, I feel like I wore that the first time around. So I am Mm -hmm. off the hook. Like I don't have to try it again. Plus I wore that jumpsuit a couple of years ago. Two years ago, I wore the jumpsuit to that auction. And as you remember, I got, I couldn't get out of it. And I got trapped in the porta potty (laughs) and I started to panic and have like a claustrophobic reaction. And I had to, I, I, I almost brought the whole operation down around me. The jumpsuit, the board of body. It was pretty traumatic. Okay. So, I know, All right. So stay I, away from that. I have some PTSD from yes. this. So I can't, I can't wear a jumpsuit again.
0: No, no more jumpsuits okay. for me yet. Okay. My strategy is, you know, I, I somehow have ended up with mom's rhinestone Christmas uh, tree pin. Uh, oh, okay. I love that. And that is my strategy for how to dress up for the holidays. Okay. I'm just going in my closet. I'm going to put that pin
1: on whatever I'm wearing and go. I'm dressed up. So there you go, there you go, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I am planning out my outfits for the next, the last phase of the book tour, and you know, I'm just going with a lot of monochromatic black is what I'm going with. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm yeah. sure it'll be good. So Even for LAX,
0: uh, I think you got to kick it up a notch for LAX. Yeah. Like. What are you?
1: I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear a life preserver. I think. <laughs> They're not gonna let you in the building, I Liam. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: What, what yeah i wear? think you gotta go something special for l for lax there's you just gotta you gotta, we gotta think about it i don't want you to rush into any okay. fashion choice yet um per, perhaps check out those flare pants metallic metallic shoes <laughs> okay
1: Thanks. all right Whew. uh all right any so again we'd like to thank harry's we'd like to thank i think we're done are we done and that's it those that's what you've got in your closet <laughs> okay most of which you you should stay away from just put it back in yeah, the closet put it back in the closet just go with the all black outfit that you were going to wear in the first place uh what are you doing this week besides the babysitting got anything happening uh I, I, we have our holiday party for my book club lean i'm oh, very, fun. Excited them. Yeah.
0: very excited about that very excited about that yeah
1: good Good well, I have back to back speeches on Wednesday. tomorrow. I'm speaking to one hundred and twenty five women uh, for who are on the Library Foundation here in Los Angeles on the west side and then um, and then then we go I go right over to the Fox lot and do, uh, do the talk with Liz there on her home turf over at the fox lot so and then I have the party for my actual friend on Thursday. So Friday, oh, no. I'm just gonna just gonna sit on the couch. <laughs> okay, but we have to hear about the Parmesan crisps. I know. Wish out. me okay. luck. I will. I'm just if keeping I get it any very more simple.
0: Tidbits from my friend who made the Parmesan <laughs> any crisps. Any tidbits? I feel like maybe there was something missing from that recipe. She,
1: she, she swore it was just like the pre-shredded Del Giorno Parmesan. Yeah. Like that she smashed down into little flat pieces and she did keep saying just experiment, which is, <laughs> I know that concerns me, but okay. Okay. I'm going to try, going to give it a try. Okay. I'm going to do some tonight. See if it, see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'll just buy some on <laughs> On, on Thursday for the party. Still have time. Still have time. All right. We'd like to thank com for supporting Satellite Sisters. Just a reminder, $5 off if you use the special code SISTERS. Free shipping ends 12-8. Okay? December 8th. That's today, Tuesday, as we record this show, if you're listening to it now. But reasonable shipping happens. Uh, economy shipping happens on 12-9. The code is good through the holiday season. SISTERS. Sisters is a special code, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. All right, Julie, have a fantastic week. You too, Lynn. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.